Who do you turn to for advice? Sometimes your best friend's brother's cousin's aunt just isn't good enough. What then? Ask Sarah. In the same tradition of Dear Abby, Sarah is a gently blunt, practical, and wise advisor who brings with her a wealth of personal and professional knowledge coupled with gentle humor. Sarah offers inspiration and advice to help you live more fully and powerfully in your own life. Tune in every day to connect with the information and ideas you need to hear. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Sarah Says Daily Brief. I'm delighted to be here and I have to start out by saying thanks so much to everyone for being so supportive of the live Facebook feed that I've been doing. So hello to all of you. I want to start off by saying... Yes, it is Friday. This is the WTF mug, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And um, in light of Friday, I want to talk a little bit about failure. Uh, One thing I find quite a bit is people love talking about success. I love talking about success, but too often we're overlooking the core component of success, which is we failed quite a few times and we've learned from that. And yet uh, in my client base, I have to tell you, I have a number of folks who are not learning who haven't learned. And I myself spent quite a few years not learning from failure. Uh, Certainly I would like failure to not be a part of it. I'd like to bypass the whole failure part and have success just come to me with the efforts that I put out. And sadly that isn't how it works. And so I want to talk about failure, why it keeps happening, why you keep experiencing it. There are too many folks who are in a failure loop and they don't understand why. And so today I'm going to bring you a few reasons, a few thoughts on that. The first one is you need to accept the role that you're playing in the failure. It is so easy and so delightfully comfortable to say I failed because this did not succeed for me because so-and-so didn't do what they were supposed to do. I'll never forget when I first learned about my role in the failure that I experienced uh, early on as an event planner, I had a a committee, there was an event that I did. And the first year, we had some significant issues. And the second year, a couple more. And I remember the first year, I was like, ah, I have the crappiest committee. And the second year, as I began to start that same dialogue with myself that the event wasn't going well, because of the committee, I realized, well, duh, who picked them? Who chose this committee? Who coached this committee? Who assigned the roles? Who accepted the input? Who didn't, uh, you know, who didn't, I did not uh, put up a a fight for bad ideas. I did not push back. So, hey, good morning, Dana. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, So my role in the failure was pretty pronounced. So what's your role in the failures that you may be experiencing? Uh, The first thing I want to say is we fail because we try we don't do. So I want you to start looking at your language. Uh, are you saying, oh, I hope or I wish? I will say the same thing to you that I say to some of my clients is hope is not a strategy. Hope is great. Hope is wonderful. It's a fuel for what we do. But if hope is your strategy, I'm not surprised that you continue to fail because hope is not a strategy. It is just a fuel for our our inner psyche to keep us going. Change your language to I will do this, not I will try. Uh, Good morning, Larry. Uh, I will do this, not I will try. I I want you to change that. And instead of saying um, I wish, I want you to say I want. 
I want to make this happen because if you don't commit yourself to the plans that you have set out and if you're using this nebulous language to get things done, that's why it's not happening. You're already giving yourself the out. The second thing I want you to look at is you make plans, but you don't change your habits. I liken it to you um, may hire a personal coach, a personal trainer. You go to the gym and you make a plan. I want to work out three times a week. And you go and your personal trainer says, okay, I want you to do 20 sit-ups. And you're like, "Mm, no. And you don't. You don't do anything different. You you haven't changed your habits. And in 90 days, which I think is a great benchmark for any um, evaluation of what you're doing, 90 days, you haven't made any progress with your weight or your musculature, uh, none of that. And you're blaming it on the trainer when the reality is you haven't changed your habits. If you continue to do the same things that you've always done, you're always going to get what you always have gotten. And so we're comfortable. The other reason you're failing is that you're comfortable and that's why you don't want to change your habits. And these, these habits that we build over time can be things like procrastination. They can be things like you don't uh, set out a logical path to get things done. It may be that uh, you like your safe and predictable life, but your words are telling other people that you want things to be different when the reality is, is you're, you're in a comfortable rut. And so you keep failing and you're comfortable with the failure uh, but so until you are uncomfortable in your rut, it doesn't really matter. You will continue to fail and you'll continue to blame other people. And that's the third thing. Uh, watch what you're blaming on other people, because it is pretty clear to the people around you uh, after time that the the failures you're experiencing are not other people's fault. They're your choices. You You know, when you keep hanging out with people just like you, you're not stretching yourself to hang out with people who are better, faster, smarter than you. You will continue to fail because you're not growing. Uh, the third thing or the fourth thing I want you to talk about is analysis paralysis. I have a, a client, a business client who uh, it is very difficult to get this person to move forward because they want to keep analyzing. And you miss opportunities. You lose momentum. Uh, the failure comes from too much of this thoughtful Uh, insightful uh, analysis that isn't really serving you in any way. And again, I think that's procrastination. I think that we overanalyze things because it, it, it gives us comfort to think that we've uh, we're controlling things that sometimes are out of, out of our control. The other thing is that you have a failure mindset. Now this is the big one for me. Uh, I struggled with this for a long time. You may think you don't deserve it. You don't deserve success. I have a, a good friend who, I don't know if she recognizes it or not. She will fail if she doesn't change her mindset. She self-sabotages because success is uncomfortable for her. Success is scary for her. The responsibility of success, the attention from success. She would rather fail at a lower level than to succeed and fail at this higher level, this higher, more visible level. You know, do you, do you deserve success? Well, of course we all do. And, and, when we begin to become more successful, more people are watching, more people are paying attention, and we feel a sense of pressure that we may not have experienced before. And it's scary. You know, you don't want to fall in front of a thousand people, so you'd rather fall in front of 500. Um, and so I, I want you to change your mindset to honestly, 
even if you fall in front of a thousand people in a few months, they have all forgotten because they've gone on to the next thing. Your success is yours. Uh, your failure is yours. And it's okay to fail, but don't sabotage yourself. It doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, you know, there's enough people out there that, that I think will not support us at the very least. I think support yourself. Good morning, Judy. I hate that you can't watch, but yes, you can definitely watch this later. Um, the other thing I want to point out is that your, um, your search for excuses or people to blame will distract you from the true thing. Um, when we, when we look for the reasons, it is so painful. The reasons for our failure. When we look for those reasons, why in the world would I look at myself when it's way easier to look at the things around me? Um, indeed, there may be external causes for our failure, but in most cases, we can tie those external causes back to decisions that we made, choices that we made. Um, the whole concept, I think, of of failure it implies that there's something wrong with us, but no, I think nothing could be further from the truth. The phrase is, that the master musician has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. And so, good morning, Natalie. Uh, the whole failure concept, I think, is so intimately tied with success, and we don't talk about it enough, that you, of course you're going to fail. And the minute you lose your fear of failure, the minute that you step back from it and say, each time you fail – it's this opportunity to say, well, what could I have done better? What could I do differently? It's an opportunity for you to grow. So let me remind you of the things that I've talked about so far. Analyze whether you're comfortable in your rut and you're failing because moving forward is kind of freakish to you and you're not comfortable with that. So you're failing because you'd rather hang out where you're at. Second thing is um, changing your habits. You may make plans, but you haven't changed any of your habits uh, with time management, with communication, with behavior. Uh, the third thing is changing your language. You know, the whole Yoda thing, do not, do not try, do. It's, it's like that. You know, stop saying I wish, uh, I hope. Uh, it, it does impact your thinking. What comes out of your mouth is often reflective of the thoughts consciously or not that you have. And so change your language. It will feed back into your brain. Uh, the other thing is to um, don't get caught up in analysis paralysis and change your mindset. Uh, you're thinking that, um, you know, sometimes the other, you know, your mindset is sometimes all or nothing. And again, my, my friend who I think is uh, self-sabotaging has this perfectionist mindset. And, and I haven't talked about perfectionism versus um, excellence, but I want to, just remind you that 80% is in most cases good enough, you know, the right 80%. And we tend to, folks who I think struggle with success and failure tend to measure in increments of 100%. That if it wasn't 100% of what you want, then it was a failure. And I don't think anything could be further from the truth. Make sure that you're succeeding at the right 80%. Uh, you know, if the paper, and I have worked with companies that got all caught up with um, eggshell versus ecru colored paper. And so they counted it as a failure if that wasn't right. I mean, who cares? Seriously, if you're focusing on the wrong things, um, you know, many times I think we measure failure by the wrong things. So 
Anyway, those are the thoughts for today. For Sarah Says Daily Brief, you guys are great to feed uh, new ideas. Next week, I am going to be, hang on. Next week, I'm going to be talking about, um, ah, wrong page. Next week, I'm going to be talking about uh, why we worry, um, uh, the danger of unspoken expectations, and uh, how uh, women are mean girls and how we can avoid that. So if you have any ideas for topics, let me know. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.